0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about your favorite movies, music, TV shows, and more. I'm Nia, and I'm Corey. Yay, we're back. We promised an anime episode, and you're getting an anime (laughs) episode—a
1: very special one.
0: Oh my god, probably like this might be the peak of anime cinema. We're not just getting into anime films, y'all. We're getting into the cinema, the high art, the cinema trademark, you know, peak cinema. Um, this might be the movie of movies. But first, Corey, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> um, Pretty good. Just uh, made me a egg burrito instead of having a cupcake so I can have more protein, Ooh. which is great. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. How, how okay. about you? Um, doing okay, very exhausted, and this is not a great movie to do when you're tired because you have to be a hundred percent, but yeah, just pretty tired today. work is kind of going along, nothing too exciting. but what is exciting? buckle up everybody do 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 drum roll. <laughs> we are doing the one the only Akira today yeah. Ins- <laughs> insert crowd clapping um this is the movie um By crowd, she
1: means everybody with a letterboxd account. That's what she means. (laughs)
0: Listen, (laughs) that's too real. (laughs) Why are you attacking the the popular? That's so real, though. I have
1: have a letterboxd account, too. Oh, me, too. But I feel (laughs)
0: like this is like, why? How did letterbox take over the world? Like it has. Like, we were not all living this life five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But Corey is right. If you have a Letterboxd account or a MyAnimeList account, you are welcome. Um, this is Akira, the, ni- the 19- 1988 film. Um, we are not going to be able to talk about everything because, as you all probably know, this movie is a juggernaut, a conundrum of sorts of of philosophy, of sci-fi, Of what does this mean? What does that mean? So we cannot get into all the theories. We cannot get into all the lore. And heck, I don't even have enough time to talk about how much this has influenced people. So we will give you just like a brief overview and then share our thoughts um, as we usually do. So if you're looking for the most in-depth Akira lore breakdown or Akira meaning breakdown, there is plenty of content on the interwebs about it. This is just going to be us talking as we do about stuff we like to watch, so Corey, before we start, had you heard of Akira before today?
1: Of course, <laughs> of course
0: <laughs> if you've ever seen
1: one anime in your life you've heard of Akira, like literally this this anime is so not the anime movie is so like well known it's crazy, like I've heard it mentioned so many times I've seen posters of it so many times i remember being at gsu in the library and turning around and seeing akira like a, a vhs of it available for rent like right behind me i'm like whoa like this this shit is like everywhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's so real um it is probably would we say it's the most famous anime film ever made
1: oh yeah i you know what yeah i would say so it's uh yeah probably the most famous anime film ever made i will say like that Ghost in the Shell and maybe like the Pokemon movie from like 2000.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, now you're digging into the. That's that's a real high art. <laughs> the highest of the high art. <laughs> no, that, that's real cinema. <laughs> <laughs> not this, not this like film, st- film class movie like the Pokemon movie. Uh, yep, yeah, that's that's high art. Um, kidding, kidding, but I think it is a good movie. But like, I know what you mean that this is probably like the most ubiquitous or like most in mainstream popular culture like oh i completely
1: forgot um, to like um sorry to disrespect studio Ghibli like that but also you know House moving castle those movies are also very yeah. Famous. That's famous yeah that's true opera. and ponyo feel, and whatnot
0: yeah that is a good point yeah we love miyazaki in this house but like i feel like those movies almost get put in their own little category yeah um, true like almost they get disneyified and i know that's a pretty bad way to put it but people sometimes put the those movies in the same box um, and it doesn't matter yeah, because are attributed you by don't, Disney too
1: you don't really think of anime when you think of Studio Ghibli but with Akira like Akira is anime like that's <laughs> what you think of <laughs> <Peek> like, anime. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah that's that's a great point I 100% agree with you um, so before we start just rambling off um, about all the things about this movie. Let's just give some background. So, this movie was released July 16th, 1988. It is 124 minutes. It is directed by Katsu Katsuhiro Otomo. I will try to pronounce the names correctly, but got to give I'm going to try my best, but give me some slack. <laughs> Cut me some slack. Okay, produced by Rohei Suzuki and Shunozo, Shunzo Shunzo Kato. I believe that's how you pronounce their name. And it's written by Otomo and Izo Hashimoto. Um, based, And this is a movie based on the 1982 manga of the same name by Otomo. Um, the budget was 700 million yen, right? That yen is what the currency, I believe. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like yes, <laughs> <been> very embarrassing. <laughs> big, big embarrassing moment if it was not yen. <laughs> um, thank you. Yes, and it was... A very expensive movie like according to currency uh converter it's 700 million u.s dollars approximately but i don't know if that's accurate i just did a quick google search
1: it's no so this movie cost around five million to make and at the time Ah, it was the most expensive anime movie until spirited away was made
0: i think it was shared
1: away one of the studio ghibli movies broke the record because it was like 15 million dollars to make instead of seven got you
0: so that's not okay so thank you for correcting that so five million to make which is still very expensive especially since this is the 80s too um it is set in a dystopian 2019 version of neo japan um the box office was only 94 million and i know only is like saying what but for how much they spent to make this movie and how much they spent to promote it, it was considered a moderate flop. Um, it became a cult classic and made the money back in VHS sales like tenfold over the years. But at the time of the actual release, it was not this wild, like wildly successful film that everyone predicted it was. Um, here's like a plot summary from IMDb, very brief. So like I said, it's set in a dystopian 2019 Neo-Japan, 31 years after being destroyed during World War III, Tokyo, now Neo-Tokyo, has been been rebuilt and is a thriving metropolis. Um, Shotaro Kanada is the leader of a biker gang. His friend Tetsuo is injured in an accident and taken to a top secret government facility. He develops telekinetic powers, but decides to use them for evil rather than good. He has the same powers as Akira or Akira, uh, the force that destroyed Tokyo in 1988. And it now appears that history will repeat itself yet again. Um, Pretty decent description. Um, Shout out to IMDb. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So there's, of course, more robust plot we could talk about with this film, but that wouldn't even be able to, we wouldn't be able to scratch the surface. So we would like to still talk about other things and talk about other things we liked and disliked. So moving on, um, most of the character designs and settings were adapted from the manga. The plot differs considerably and does not include much of the last half of the manga, interestingly. And interestingly, the manga continued, I believe until 1990. So that's very cool that Akira continued after the 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 film was made um some more interesting facts it has a like i said before a massive cult following i think this film is definitely a textbook definition of a cult classic um a movie that did kind of okay when it was released but truly took off after the critical acclaim and universal praise kicked in years down the line um i don't think we'll see cult classics on this level again or it might take some years because you know now a movie with this kind of budget and marketing these type of things wouldn't flop this easily or just do average mm-hmm. like most movies that get this kind of budget are going to do well regardless but back then like if it didn't do good at the box office people were like well that might be it but if especially that was power- if it's,
1: like um an anime movie these days that has a good marketing team yeah it would have it would have gone crazy at the box office oh
0: great point because like haven't all of like the demon slayer movies done really well and the jujutsu kaisen movie did really well like anime movies are so profitable nowadays
1: yeah the only thing about those i wouldn't really compare it to akira per se is that jujutsu kaisen and the demon slayer movies the fan base was there already in the west because of the anime and the manga right so yeah with akira when it came to the west there weren't many people who well, there probably were people who had read the manga, but it wasn't, like, how it is now, where manga is so easily accessible.
0: Right. Great point. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It was probably a totally different landscape. Um, And I'll bring up more about how, like, why this movie was so important to the anime and manga scene in the West. Um, So, yeah, uh, it was it was lucky enough to make $80 million in home video VHS sales. And I think it's made even more thanks to Blu-ray and DVD. I don't know how much it's made on streaming or if they could measure that, but the numbers say 80 million. So I think that's wonderful. Um, And then the soundtrack draws heavily from traditional Indonesian gamelan. Sorry to pronounce that. gamelan. I hope that's how I pronounce it. Um, as well as Japanese no music, which was composed by Shoji Yamashiro and performed by Gino Yamashiro Gumi. (laughs) He's a long (laughs) (laughs) name. That's a very long name. I'm trying my best for these names. Um, Like we said before, it's deemed by many um, reputable sources, fans, critics, to be one of the greatest films ever made, period. Not just anime, but just one of the greatest films ever made. It is a landmark film in anime, adult animation, cyberpunk, the genre, you know, and sci-fi and cinema in general. Um, The, and I can talk more about like the Akira slide, but the Akira slide is a famous scene that many directors have literally taken and were in awe of when um, Tetsuo and uh, Canada were on the the road fighting against the other biker gang and then he his bike slides and it's like a great camera shot I think everyone has seen this shot <laughs> or if you haven't seen it in Akira you've seen it in other media um, probably
1: yeah if you haven't seen it in Akira you may have seen it in like the Batman cartoons I think Teen Titans copied it um oh, yeah, Pokemon yeah. copied it once I believe like the, the Akira slide is like everywhere
0: yep and it continues to influence people it's pretty iconic. Um, okay, some quick production facts. The This movie was not just like some one group's idea. This was like an all hands on deck project. There was a whole committee called the Akira Committee or Akira Committee was the given name to a partnership of several major Japanese um, entertainment companies brought together to realize the production of this movie. So this was like everybody, the juggernauts were all getting together to make this movie happy and to make this movie happen. The group's assembly um, was um, necessitated by the unconventionally high budget of around, is that 1 billion yen? I think that is 1 billion yen, um, intended to achieve the desired epic standard um, that the quality that they wanted to reach at the time. Um, they The committee consisted of Kodansha, uh, Mainichi, mainichi broadcasting system bandai um haku hodo toho laser disc corporation sui tomo corporation um and they all forwarded money and towards the promotion of the film um and it, the animation for the film was provided by several uh provided for by animation producers tokyo movie shinsha now tms entertainment um so it's this is I've never seen a movie that had like a whole multi-corporational committee established just to make it I think that's yeah
1: I think when the movie opened and had like a slide on there that was like accurate committee and I was like oh like was this like a was this funded by the
0: (laughs) Japanese (laughs) government (laughs) I mean it kind of was like when you get like half I feel like it's not technically but I feel like when you get all these major corporations together it's pretty much like saying like this is an all like a government like a pseudo government thing kind of incredible um i don't think you'll ever see something like that again where all these companies are coming together for one piece of art um there were sources a long time ago that said it was the most expensive film ever made at the time but that was disputed later by the director that it was not but it was still very expensive um also more fun facts some films some of the film's key animators um one of the film's key animators was Makiko Futaki, um, and she became a lead on animator for Studio Ghibli. Um, she did, um, Kiki's Delivery Service, Princess Mononoke, How's Moving Castle, like she did great work. She passed in 2016, but like, she was a part of this crew. So like the ripple effects of Akita lived on, um... It had a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes with 53 reviews, which is overwhelmingly positive. I'm shocked it wasn't like a 99, but that's just, I don't know. But back in the day, I know that some of those critics were probably very, very harsh, probably a semi-racist depending on who was reviewing because this was the 80s and this was kind of the first massive anime film to have sort of this level of budget and exposure in the West um and it surprisingly did not win a lot of awards the year it came out but over the years it's definitely accumulated its massive accolades and praise and overwhelming like uh overwhelming what's the word another word for that like overwhelming acclaim i guess
1: mm-hmm. um
0: and so the like i can just list a couple like channel four's 2005 poll the greatest animations of all time featured both um uh, featured Akira at number 16. Empire Magazine's list on the 500 greatest movies of all time. Akira is 440 on that list. It was ranked number 22 on the Guardians list of best sci-fi and fantasy films. The Daily Telegraph listed Akira as the fifth greatest action film of all time. Philiam um, uh, O'Neill of The Guardian draws a parallel on uh, Akira's f- influence on the science fiction genre to Blade Runner and St- Stanley Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Mm. Um, right and it's you can definitely see that like this was definitely the next step in the sci-fi canon um the british film institute describes akira as a vital cornerstone of the cyberpunk genre along with the blade runner and neuromancer um um, rob garrett of the south china morning post called akira one of the most influential sci-fi visions ever realized um definitely comparing it to blade runner like there's so many accolades um kira overall was considered to be a breakthrough for adult animation which means like animation that could be centered for the adult market not just something for kids because um, in the west we do have very much a stigma you know set by disney and dreamworks that animations the things you take your kids to it's family movies so this definitely flipped that narrative on its head and said like no animation can be anything it's not just something for families it's not just something for kids you know it's a medium not a genre um and it proved to global audiences like i said the animation was not just for children um it is credited with setting the scene for anime franchises such as pokemon dragon ball and naruto to become global phenomena and so I it kind of like
1: it. paved the way basically. yeah yeah
0: definitely i did see like people have like referenced that this was the turning point for anime in the west um like prior to akira it was a whole different landscape and then post akira you see like this boom of like manga interest you see this boom of like anime film interest anime tv show interest like it's it changed the whole the whole shebang um it influenced so many things. and I can't even list like a portion of it. But for anime, of course, Cowboy Bebop was influenced by it. Battle Angel Alita was influenced. Ghost in the Shell. like All of the things that came after it. Um, American films, The Matrix, The Dark Knight, Spider-Verse, Kill Bill, Inception. All were films that and directors that were influenced by um, Akita. Um, Michael Jackson's screen ma- music video. This was very shocking. I had not seen it. <laughs> I didn't even see it.
1: Yeah, because we literally, fun fact, (laughs) the girls were all at my house like a couple of days ago and we watched a bunch of Michael Jackson videos. We watched Scream, I think, at one point. I don't remember, I don't remember like (laughs) seeing anything in Acura that I can relate to Scream. I mean, maybe maybe just like the sci fi punk aesthetic in general, if that's what they mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That must be it, because I don't know off the top of my head what they could have be talking about, um, yeah. Let us know if y'all can point out the references. Cause that was shocking when I read that. Um, Lupe Fiasco definitely has an album, I believe. where He's titled it Tetsuo in the, in the title, but I'm not a Lupe fan. So I don't know like all the details. And Kanye, <laughs> of course, Kanye, um, he put, he referenced this in his Stronger Music video the whole aesthetic of it was built around Akira. Yeah. Kanye Um, is
1: a very, very big Akira fan. Like, Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are definitely more artists and more directors and more media out there that have been influenced, but we'd be here all day. So, um, yeah, Corey, do you want to add some more facts before we get into like what we thought?
1: yeah so akira was made using the american style of animation meaning that the voice acting was done before the animation and drawing process even started so they recorded all the lines first and then the animators worked around that and that allowed Mm. them to more closely match um the motion of what the characters were saying um and then as well as that being done for the the voice acting, the music was also made before the movie was even animated. Which was like, oh wow, that's like interesting. <laughs> like they made mm-hmm. the whole soundtrack and like all the other stuff before they even like started drawing. Um George Lucas and Steven Spielberg said that this movie was unmarketable in the West. <laughs> unmarketable? <laughs> yeah, that's what they said at the time that this movie came out. And I don't
0: know, like how much did this movie make at the box office again? Um, their original, I feel like the original box office numbers are not like, let me see. But did it like did it flop when it came out in the box on the box? <sighs> I flop is like I wouldn't call it a flop. I call it like moderate flop. Like it did okay, but it didn't make enough to what they wanted it to. So like Okay, 49 million according to what they said but I'm, um yeah uh, 49
1: million versus the 10 the 5 to 10 million they spent to make it is pretty good so I I would guess that Mr. Lucas and Spielberg were kind of wrong especially considering yeah. how big Akira is now um
0: yeah and in retrospect too like on how much money it's made on like VHS DVDs like, like when I mean moderate flop I mean like when you spend a lot of money you expect to make like at least a couple hundred million for like because this is like a big budget anime film so, like, if it made 49 million, like, it's not bad, but it's not, like, how do I put it? Like, it could have been more. That's what they were kind of saying, if that makes sense. hmm
1: And another fun fact, this movie used 327 different colors, which is a record for animated films, and 50 of the colors used were created just for the movie. So... Because of Acura, we have 50 new colors.
0: (laughs) Now that's insane. (laughs)
1: Um, And then lastly, Acura is included in the Criterion Collection. And the Criterion Collection is an American home video distribution company that focuses on licensing and restoring and distributing important classic and contemporary films. So it serves as like a film database for like media scholars, cinephiles, the public, and like academic libraries.
0: Hmm. cool cool thank you Corey. that was good um i didn't know that like you can tell they really were taking their time and put all their care and energy into this because adding new colors is wild that's the one Um, that
1: really blew my mind when i found that out like 50 new colors were made (laughs) just because of this movie like that's insane it really is uh
0: yeah that's amazing um so yeah i guess now we can just talk about what we thought um was this movie what you thought it was going to be like what were you expecting
1: um this movie was not what i thought it was going to going to be at all i thought the movie was going to be about the guy who's on the poster mainly so what's his name
0: canada canada
1: Mm-hmm. yeah i thought the movie was going to just be about not just be about him but i was gonna i thought it was gonna be mainly about him um and like more of like a blade runner-esque type film rather than mm-hmm. this Evon evangelion <laughs> ghost in the shell type movie even though this movie probably yeah. came, came before both of those um but it gave more of those vibes instead of Blade Runner. And I was really surprised by that. Cause I didn't, I, I had no idea what to expect from this movie really, but I didn't think it would be what it was.
0: Right. Um, so going into this, did you think it was like, um, did you think it was just going to be kind of more typical or ordinary?
1: Not ordinary, but I thought it was going to be more cyberpunk and less sci-fi. Uh,
0: got you. I see what you mean. Um,
1: what about you? Yeah.
0: Uh I really don't even remember what I thought at first cuz I seen this movie years ago. Um I think in the beginning it was just going to be like a typical like shonen esque anime but just film version. Um I didn't know idea it was going to be about like the meaning of life. <laughs> what is God? What is energy? What is what are we? I didn't think it was going to be about questioning the meaning of everything's existence. So that was definitely in the beginning, something I was shocked about. Um, Did you, how did you feel about the plot? And did you like the movie?
1: Um, I think the movie was definitely, I liked certain aspects of the movie. And I thought the movie itself, like the the movie as a whole was very interesting. And I like it. But I don't really, I didn't really enjoy the plot of the movie because of the pacing of the plot. I feel like there was too many things happening at once, and they were trying to fit a bunch of stuff in this two hour long film that a lot of things were just like here for a moment. Things were not flushed out, a lot of random characters everywhere and like that's how I felt initially about watching the movie and so when I did the research after watching it and I found out the manga is like 2,000 pages and I was like oh no wonder it felt the way it did when I was watching it but yeah the movie itself like as a whole is good the plot as far as the movie I it's it's, a, it's like I don't know so so for me but I feel like it's one of those things where the manga is probably like a thousand times better it's probably like peak like fiction
0: yeah yeah i know what you mean um i kind of had like i guess it's because i've seen this at least twice now i feel different Mm -hmm. after the second watch i feel like this is the type of movie i feel like the really confusing anime films you gotta watch more than once and i hate to be that person that's like oh yes let's bring out my thesaurus and dictionary and like let's bring out the textbooks but no I feel like I definitely understood more of it now that I saw it twice um and I feel like I got some of the hidden not hidden meanings but I feel like I got the overall um plot a little better or it It made more sense
1: sense. that would make sense too because you like when you're reading some when you're reading or watching something again, you notice something you didn't notice before. So if the movie is right. so fast paced where you're missing like a lot of chunks of the movie, not missing it, but you're just not understanding because a lot of things are happening. When you watch right. it again with like base level knowledge enough, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Like you understand more of what was happening
0: right and i definitely think movies should be good enough to where people can watch it once and understand and like really understand the full extent of it but i do think it is cool that like a movie like this you watch it twice or three times and you're still left with questions um i liked it a lot i feel like the plot gets better the more you watch it um and then you appreciate more like the small things and like the things that you that kind of went over your head like for me i watched back and i was like whoa i didn't notice that Like, like the scene with the kids, I had no idea the first time I watched, I was like, why are they, what's going on with them? And then I got it again. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, for me, I thought it was good. I, this movie's like, how do I put this? This is like, like nostalgia for a time I didn't live in. (laughs) Like, it makes (laughs) me feel like, like old anime films just make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. And this one makes me feel like, ah, oh, yes, maybe I am a Gen X. <laughs> maybe I'm a baby boomer. Like I, and I'm not like I'm millennial, but I feel like, I don't know. It makes me feel older than I am. Makes me feel nostalgic for something. And so I just kind of feel, ah, I don't know I don't have the language to describe it, but like, do you get what I mean?
1: I'm like yeah, trying you feel to put words For something that you didn't live through
0: basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> like you have like fond feelings of like a time that you didn't exist in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Literally. That's a great way to put it. Um that's it. Uh were there any moments that stood out to you?
1: Of course the occura slide. Everybody knows that. I seen that so many times. I was like, oh, this is where that's from. Um yeah. and then the moment where when they first introduced one of the little alien children when they when Mm -hmm. i saw how old his face looked i was like what the fuck is going on here like i was so confused i was like are they aliens like is this like an old man trapped in a a child's body like what's going on right Um, and, and then when when tetsuo came back when he escaped the hospital and he stole um canada's bike that stood out to me because I was just like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
0: <laughs> like, oh my god! Spoilers: the scene where his guts fall out on the street. I oh said, yeah, Whoa. yeah. Oh
1: okay, okay, okay. So Tetsuo's whole hallucination breakdown that was also like a a moment that stood out because I couldn't like at first I was like, "Is this actually no?" Because what happened the what what was the first thing that happened in his hallucination? There was something that happened, and I was like. Oh something happened i I can't remember it it was something that happened where i was like oh this is obviously hallucination but then when his guts fell out i was like oh wait is this real like did his guts fell out but then he hallucinated again and i was like okay well that's not real so that was like a really interesting scene um see like there are elements of this movie that are really good i just think that like the plot was this it was so choppy like it felt so yeah. choppy because of how fast it was if it was like an anime woo, this, would, woo, this would be good um <laughs> like it was like a series not like a movie right um, and then another scene that stood out when Canada was in the hospital and I don't know how exactly to describe it but he was laying like stomach down on his hospital bed or not in the hospital but the facility that the government took him to and he was laying um stomach down on the hospital bed and this like strange like melody started playing, and then he looked to the side, and there was this like these like mini like toys. Yeah, nightmare <laughs> fuel. Nightmare. fuel. I was like, what the fuck? Like, whoa, what is this? Um, and then another moment that stood out. I can't remember the girl's name. The one that Canada was flirting with when he he got her. Oh, he helped her um... escape from, the, um, from being interrogated.
0: Yes, uh, Kauri.
1: Kauri, yeah. The reason why she stood out like that moment specifically because her outfit looked like something that Beyonce had released through her Ivy Park collection.
0: Is it Cowrie? Let me check. Let me check. Let me check. Not her Ivy Park collection.
1: <laughs> he had like a like a burgundy reddish like orange like top with like an orange stripe on it and like a, a same colored skirt and like a hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like oh. something from Ivy Park. Like, it literally, looks exactly like something from Ivy Park. That's all. Listen, I was like, Whoa.
0: Beyonce said, "I like this movie. Give <laughs> do this outfit.
1: <laughs> Love to see yeah. it." Yeah, and but then, it is cowry. Yeah. Another moment is when Canada um, and Tetsuo were speaking, and then Tetsuo was kind of hinting at how he always felt internally about Canada, how he was always like being like saved, and like he hated mm-hmm. being the weaker one that stood out a lot because that's when i finally tried that's when i was finally understanding like a little bit of what what was going on between them two at least and yeah i feel like i talked about a lot of different moments but yeah the movie was like two hours long so there's a lot of stuff. yeah
0: those are a lot of great moments a lot of emotionally scarring moments (laughs) Mm -hmm. um for me oh my god you hit a lot of them on like the nails in the head that beginning scene where they're on the road I first time I saw this, I was not expecting it to be this gory. So when mm-hmm. I saw the details of like of like the blood, like them crashing their bikes, I was like, oh my God, this is brutal. Um then the another favorite moment of mine, oh my God, the like whenever Canada and Tetsuo are talking, when Tetsuo is like post starting to transform with his telekinetic power, telekinetic powers, he there, it's like it's like Canada still talking to him like it's just you need to just come with me and go home type thing and it's like that tone is so wild to that just that juxtaposition of like this really extraordinary thing is happening but he's still treating him like okay snap out of it let's just go home type thing um like I really thought those moments were so it takes you out of like oh right this is about friendship (laughs) um and then that ending scene was bananas when he transformed on that seat and those veins started running down that chair, I said, Whoa. And then he started blowing up and turning into a giant baby and started absorbing people. And then I was like, this is bananas. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Um, that whole ending scene was crazy. And then the fact that his last words were like, Canada, help me. So even at the end of his like whole like I'm a badass I don't need to be saved he's still lastly asking for Canada to save him ah the 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 full circle moment um it was oh my god the moments when what's her name what's her name what's her name the little girl the little girl with the powers was taking control of Kauri
1: oh yeah when there she was talking through her yeah I remember that. that was
0: crazy I was like who I said oh she's controlling her. It was, it was wild um, and they do it so seamlessly. So you forget like, oh, this is not her. She's taking over her body, that's bananas. Um, so many moments that just are like, you've never seen in other films before. Um, just, it was great. Um, I really liked this movie a lot. Um, next question. Um, what in your opinion is the best thing about this movie?
1: The best thing about this movie, in my opinion, is the overall atmosphere of the movie and the animation, like how it looks, um, the sound, the music, the feeling the movie g- gives you, the setting that they set up, the scene. Like it. that's like, I can understand why this movie is so iconic because of those things alone. It's, it's similar to Vampire Hunter D. Bloodlust in that regard where everything about the movie aside from the plot is is like <laughs> like a ten out of ten right <laughs> right, right, oh but, but the thing about akira I will say the plot is definitely like even though it's not a ten out of ten, it's like a solid like seven and a half eight out of ten, and this is this is just for the movie, the manga, like I said, probably a thousand times better, and I probably will be reading
0: it, so, oh yeah, definitely, I had no idea it was a manga, so that's definitely on my read list, um like i agree with you the the so this the animation's incredible like breathtakingly amazing like the level of detail like when particles are falling from the ceiling they're drawing every speck of dust like in the scene you were talking about when the little small um, stuffed animals are coming up on Tetsuo's bed as he's hallucinating that next scene where they're like they're giant coming from inside his wall and they're like breaking through the wall and you can see like the cracks and you see the everything it's like they spent so much time animating this. It's like every frame is perfect. There's not a frame that's messy. There's not like everything looks great. It's kind of breathtaking. (laughs) Um, And like, and it's interesting because the character designs are so not anime, if that makes sense. Like they're, they're not at all. Yeah. Like they don't have typical anime body proportions. They don't have typical anime features. So it's so interesting to see like, what another art style with this type of budget. Um, I love to see it. And also that ending scene with the whole opening up of a new universe. And I was like, what am I looking at? (laughs) Like my brain couldn't comprehend what I was seeing. Um, kind of incredible. The animation's amazing. The soundtrack's great. Um, just wonderful movie. Um, what was the worst thing about this movie to you?
1: The choppiness and pacing of the plot. Like, I've said this so many times in different ways throughout <laughs> this podcast so far. It's just like they were the plot, if they would have probably had more time to fully flesh out and animate the things that were happening in the manga at a good pace, it probably would have been like really good, like really well, like amazing. But the thing was, like, this movie had really great ideas right but mm-hmm. because of how fast the ideas were coming it was just all over the place like it was just like this thing happens okay now let's talk about capitalism okay next thing happens let's talk about leftism <laughs> okay now we're gonna talk about this government aliens that are ch we experimented on children in the future blah, blah blah next oh now we have this like flirting with blah, blah blah like whatever like it was just like things happening so rapidly and it's like it's not even like it would be different it was like things happening quickly that were all like on the same like plot line but there were so many subplots that were happening rapidly. That's what I'm trying to say. But, but, which were, it just made the movie feel like very like choppy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, I think that the way they could have avoided that is take out a few characters. I feel like if That's you take true. out a few people, they might have made it seem more streamlined. Um, I think there were, like, I feel like there are some crucial people that needed to be here. Like the scientists, like the general, the kids, Um, some of his friends could have been taken out. Not going to lie. Like, I feel like there were some people that needed to be in this film, but I feel like a lot of, there are sometimes scenes where you get a group of people like uh, that. You're like, I don't know how you connect to this. And you get a little confused. So I definitely agree that like, one way to solve that could have been take out a few people but um but i still feel like it's one of those movies that you have to like i don't know twice twice, you said yeah and i feel like even if you watch it twice you might have to watch it three more times like it's it's one of those movies where it's like i don't even know that could have been their intention to confuse people um it might have
1: been a thing where they wanted people to think about it more yeah like to actually sit down and digest what they're seeing and think about it but my issue with that is that the things that you're asking people to think about are not fully fleshed out you're going to introduce a storyline about how what is a line that they said that I was just like it kept appearing not it kept appearing there was a specific line there was a specific line that they said that was like I can't even remember there was something that they said to where I heard it. And I was like, okay, this would be great if they dive deeper into it, but like Mm -hmm. they did not. And I was like, okay, so what do you want me to go off of here? You want me to analyze this movie and take this line and like find the deeper meaning. But there's there's no clues for me to pull from within the plot because of everything that's happening. Like you you took this moment and then you went to the next moment and you didn't like go back over Mm -hmm. it again.
0: Right, right, right. I agree. I know what you mean. Like they'll introduce like some, like the government's brutalizing the people and then they'll cut away from it and go back to the Akira project. And then the the confusing thing, like they'll, oh, I know what you mean. Like one part that I wish they had talked more about was like Akira was an actual boy, but they experimented on his body so much that this was all that was left, which is like a bunch of valves and tubes. But like just the kids breaking that was able to unleash onto the world a new universe or a new and so it's very like like the concept of just a child being experimented on or if he's like the chosen one or like the second coming of god is like or like who knows but like that's what i'm saying like they'll give you an idea of like oh wow this is akira it's actual remnants of a child but then they'll just like move on you know
1: yeah and Um, then um I will say, though, I did like that they didn't really explain what Akira was or who he was until the end. I thought that was pretty cool. Because usually yeah. most people will, like, give you, like, background immediately, but they waited till the end to show you that, oh, it was a little boy. Because at first I kept thinking, like, is Akira some kind of god? Or, like, mm-hmm. like what is that? But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Um. Would you recommend this movie to be watched?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I feel like if you I like everybody should have watched this maybe twice instead of once. Like I did. Um, yeah. yeah. This is definitely like a movie. I think, you know, just a part of history. That's, yeah. that's how I feel about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, I feel like this movie is just chef's kiss. Like, is it perfect? No, but I feel like the imperfections make it like so unique. Um, like I like this it's so strange because the the, the problems I had with like Ninja Scroll and Vampire Bloodlust I don't feel the same way and it could just be it's the setting or it's not about like a lone hero because like Canada is not really a hero per se in this film like it's not really about him it's not about Tetsuo either it's more about like the the idea of Akira and in what it means in the context of these kids you know so I feel like Maybe that made this feel less like, uh, less kind of mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Like with Ninja Scroll, I was like, I don't get how this, this, like, this just doesn't mesh with me. But this, I don't know why it does. But, um, I don't know why this meshes with me so well. But, um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. But like, this movie's just like a classic. Um, definitely one of those films that I feel like everyone should watch once in their life, um, just to get the experience. even if you don't like it or you you don't get it, I don't feel like they don't you don't really need to. I feel like just the experience of it is like worth the the time. Um, and like, especially if you like anime, you're never gonna get something like this again, y'all. We're never gonna get <laughs> we're never gonna see stuff like this ever again. This is a relic of its time. Um, I feel like this this wave, like, I don't think we'll ever get a wave of like cyberpunk-y anime. I mean, we do get that, but it's not the same anymore. Um, yeah. I
1: uh, think, well, there was an anime for the game Cyberpunk. So maybe, I heard that's really <laughs> good. So maybe, Ooh. I'll watch that and see.
0: Right, might check it out. I feel like, you know, this is going to be really weird. I feel like like Black Mirror is the next logical step after this. But I know that this that, that was a crazy leap in my head. I just did. But like in my mind, I'm thinking of like what was the next big pivotal moment in sci-fi. And I don't think I it came I from- feel
1: like it's Evangelion or something. Is it Evangelion?
0: Probably. But maybe
1: Evangelion came around. When did that come out? You know, even though I talk about this anime like I've seen it before when I haven't. I just know a lot about <laughs> it. <laughs> So Evangelion, 1997. So yeah, I think that was the next big thing as far mm. as sci-fi.
0: Got you. That's a good point. Um, Definitely don't want to miss Evangelion. And then after that, I wonder in the anime scene, if there was anything... Like we saw Psycho Pass and I feel like that's sci-fi too. But I feel like I'm wondering what was something that really had people... Because like Ghost in the Shell, like these types of films um, where they're like trying to make you... Like trying to make you almost a philosophy major. I wonder yeah. if that. I wonder if. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Have I seen one in like the past three years? And I don't think I have. Or anime um,
1: anime that makes you like think philosophy, yeah, like or, or
0: yeah, like an anime, not just like a like like even dystopian ones that make you uh, think about the future or think about you know the, what the meaning of life, like deities that type of thing hmm. yeah i would say and,
1: psychopaths probably hits that because psychopaths is also like really critically acclaimed but it's just not on the level of Akira, and it's also not a yeah. movie so right
0: that's a yeah 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 interesting i would i wonder if there's like a list of like similar type of cyberpunky sci-fi animes that have come out in the last few years <laughs> Would Cowboy Bebop also count in this too, I guess? Oh, definitely. I think definitely. Like, that's a space Western, but I definitely think it's... You wouldn't get Cowboy Bebop without Akira or Akira. Um, Yeah, I would love to see if, like... I wonder if there could even be a 2023 version of, like, this type of narrative.
1: This is not an insult to the movie, but I think that if it were to be released as it is today... People would kind of have very similar opinions to me because there are so many people who are doing anime analysis content now, to where, or like movie reviews of people who are like not even like actual film critics, just the general public. They would watch this and they would like talk about how like stunning it is, like visually, and how good the soundtrack and atmosphere is. But as far as the plot, they would probably like pick it apart a lot and be like, oh, like there are some really good ideas going on here. But the pacing is just not great. Like, it's just way too, like, they, they're they trying to stuff too many things in, like, a two hour movie. I, I feel like it, it suffers from the typical book being made into a movie thing, where, mm-hmm. like, they try to stuff, like, so much stuff into a movie from the source material that doesn't work out which is kind of crazy because these days that doesn't usually happen with anime anymore and so because you have so many anime movies to compare this to now it would probably would like i said people will have the same like similar opinions to me as far as like the plot goes
0: yeah i i agree i actually think that a lot of people would be like i think people would be analyzing this in a different way with a different perspective like less less rose-tinted glasses for sure because uh, and less nostalgia goggles on too, because they would be like, they would have to take it as it is, you know, they wouldn't have to take it as something that came out in the time it came out in. Um, so I actually agree. I feel like, um, the, the things that do set it back are things like the, the fact that it's very much like the pacing goes from like one thing to the next, then one thing to the next. Um, so I do think that is one thing that, you know could be fixed in like a if it was a series sort of situation um because i do think having like the the benefit of having a series would have definitely f- changed the way this narrative would have been told but i do think like the reason why we see like the anime be fleshed out could have been because of this movie that they were like maybe we need to expand this or maybe we need to budget yeah
1: that might be a thing too because they like for this movie specifically, they try to stuff an entire series in one movie—a hundred and twenty chapter, two thousand page long work of art—into one two hour movie. But these yes. days with anime movies, they usually adapt maybe like one arc, or maybe mm-hmm. they make a a movie that has nothing to do with the plot of the anime, and it's not from right. any source material. They just they're just doing like a original like filler movie, basically. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. maybe they saw Akira and they're like, this is amazing, but we're not going to try to put this entire series, this entire manga into one thing. We're going to make, you know, a anime and then we're going to have certain parts of the anime be a movie.
0: Right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that probably was their thought process, too. Um, and because like it did need so many hands on deck just to get this made, I knew that they probably I for a fact probably believe they were like, We're not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> like, doing this again. <laughs> like, this That's is a cool experiment. experiment. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's giving like give them all the money in the world. Give the give like the artistic kids everything. And it's like one time thing. they and it's like that we're not doing this again, y'all. <laughs> um, all the time and effort and all like when I saw those listed of companies, I said, Oh, y'all were not playing around. That's crazy um okay would you be interested in reading the manga for me absolutely
1: oh yeah that's it like as soon as i finished the movie and i watched an analysis video about the movie i was like, okay i'm I'm definitely gonna read the manga because like i kept i like i keep saying there are some points in this movie (laughs) that were just like oh if this fleshed out it's probably gonna eat like it's probably gonna be like crazy so yeah i'm gonna pick up the manga and read it (laughs)
0: definitely and for me it makes me really curious about it because I you know I don't read manga like that but I feel like if I were to start this would be like one that I'd be so curious to see how different it would be from the film
1: especially oh go ahead no I feel like when I read the manga my brain is just gonna like I'm gonna unlock
0: another (laughs) portion of my brain (laughs) Have like all of a sudden you're gonna start lifting up your 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 water bottles and plates. You're like and <laughs> tele- telekinesis powers. <laughs> like it's a character upgrade. Like I've unlocked a new version of myself. <laughs> I see all. I hear all. I feel all. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I feel like that would be awesome if the manga also gave you telekinetic powers. Uh, definitely <laughs> would get some sales. Um, do you think the movie lived up to the hype? For me, I think so too. Like, I I guess it's also because I saw this so long ago that I do have the nostalgia. Like, I saw this in like high school. So I was very like, it, anime, film in general is just like, oh, oh my goodness. Cause I watched, like thinking of my brain, I was watching like Satoshi Kon film, So like I saw Millennium Actress and like Perfect Blue and then like this. And so I was like, oh, my brain was just like going a mile a minute. So I was very... I don't know that's why I feel nostalgic for it because it's not necessarily like I understood everything it's more just like it went along with like the highly the vibe of the film I was watching if that makes any sense
1: yeah it's just like for me I think this movie lived up to the hype as well but in a different way what I was expecting from this film like as far as how the how the feel of the plot would be would would be like what you just mentioned a satoshi khan movie like i love paprika and all those movies yeah and so i thought i was gonna give that like because like paprika like satoshi khan movies are very complex but you can watch that one time and kind of understand like what's happening right and with this one i understood it as well but it's just like like i said there i keep saying there's so much stuff happening but, it's just um, there's
0: more stuff like it's not just like one confined narrative it's like 10 different stories all going on at the same time yeah
1: exactly exactly so yeah this movie lived up to the hype but in a different way like not as far as like the plot lived up to the hype but the movie as a whole the feel of it it lived up to the hype like i get i get it like i get why it's so popular i get why it's so famous
0: yeah yep and any other thoughts that you have about the film Uh, oh what would you rate it
1: i gave it like a seven and a half out of ten
0: gotcha for me it's getting a (laughs) (laughs) 9.5 i just i just like it so much i don't know why like i feel like it just kind of transports me into this this i don't even know like i feel i just really like it um along with the other satoshi khan films like this goes right next to it for me in my mind um and I don't know why Ninja Scroll and Vampire Bloodlust didn't do it for me. Well, but Ninja just- Scroll is
1: just not a good movie. <laughs> that's the problem. No, no. <laughs> no, no, offense to anyone, but that movie is not
0: good. <laughs> God damn, that's a lot. I mean, you're you're not lying. <laughs> Sorry to talk to Ninja Scroll fans out there, but we gotta tell it like it is. Um, yeah, I feel like this movie feels more like grand grandiose um and also kind of do i am biased towards films that make you think about your existence so i do kind of like that so i am a bit biased um yeah i give this a 9.5 definitely don't i don't think i put a poster on my wall or anything (laughs) but i definitely would read the manga um yeah so that was us talking about the legendary akira um what a whirlwind, what a whirlwind of everything. We tried to cover everything we could, but there's so much ocular content out there on YouTube, on yeah. probably Tumblr used to have probably crazy that's, essays. That's what I'm saying. There's <laughs>
1: probably no, not even Tumblr esk- essays. There are academic essays out there, scholarly,
0: oh, reviewed, peer-reviewed articles out there about <laughs> Akira. <People laughs> if you want to read, read dissertations on this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like. You know that there are people who have written their dissertations, gotten their masters, their PhDs. And oh, you know for sure there are some essays out there that are like uh, primary sources for like content and stuff. So yeah, please check out that content for all the Akira like breakdowns and stuff. But yeah, I think we both enjoyed it. Of course, it's not perfect, but we both enjoyed it. So uh, let us know if you enjoyed Akira um, and what you would rate it. Um, on a scale of one to ten um yeah thank you all for listening so much the next movie should we do a movie next time or should we do a show
1: um we could do either i'm currently watching
0: monster Ooh, this, Ooh is that yeah. that uh the serial killer not serial killer the cop the crime one
1: yeah it is crime and serial killer kind of that's yeah the oh, really gotcha. really famous one and that's, it's on Netflix now. So that's why I'm watching it. So
0: Ooh, shout out to Netflix. Yep. 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 Sounds good. Um, I, is it long?
1: I think it is. I think it's like 75 episodes. On, let me see.
0: Long. Is the whole thing on Netflix or is it just like, cause you know, Netflix will do that whole, <laughs> the Inuasha thing of put two seasons on and the show is like,
1: Oh no, no. 15. I'm I'm like pretty sure it's like the whole thing. It better be the whole thing. I'd be crazy if it wasn't hold on
0: uh oh yeah this is long but it's like i'm glad they have everything on here that's very nice to see Is monster yeah 74 episodes yeah Ooh, i mean that's not too bad i mean i mean it's a lot but it's not like 40 it's not seasons like naruto you know? it's not like naruto <laughs> or something. very true i mean we could try that one i i don't mind doing that next time um or we could pick a film or whatever but yeah um thank you all for listening um please make sure to comment and give us five stars on every platform you use on spotify's and apple musics and wherever you listen to your podcasts um until next time i am nia and i am decoria Bye bye